0: Hello and welcome everybody to that's so funny with me Ryan Neal, aka the Experience. Today with me I have I am Jenko, who is a member of the to be determined stream team and is a streamer on Twitch. Jenko, welcome to the uh, the podcast, man. How are you doing today?
1: Yeah, oh, what's up, man? I am living the dream, having a great day, dude.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you're feeling better. We were going to record last week, but you uh, you apparently got uh, like. I don't know. You said syphilis? No, oh, I mean, uh, you got a cold.
1: Uh, <laughs> man, it was—I don't know. It was like the winter crud. It was yeah. my sinuses just opened up, and I was coughing and hacking, and it was—it was awful.
0: That's the worst, man. Like I was actually sick the past two days, like uh, Thursday and Friday. Um, well, I mean, today's Sunday, but Thursday and Friday, I had like this really bad stomach bug, and it cleared up yesterday, and today I'm feeling normal again. But yeah. I'm I'm glad I've kind of dodged the, the you know, sinus infection of the of the season change, yeah. Um, but today our two team our two football teams played. You're a Lions fan. Are you? Where do you do you live in Detroit? Are you from that area?
1: Yeah, I live just south of Detroit, but I do have to. I'm not a Lions fan. I, I'm a Bears fan. <laughs>
0: okay so why were you watching the lions game
1: well it's 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 really weird i grew up i i I grew up just south of detroit and so growing up here it's a huge football area right Mm -hmm. college football is massively huge pro the lions and and it's actually interesting that we're going to talk some football because i i actually had a question for you about that but uh but yeah, so it's this huge thing. But the first game I ever remember watching as a kid and having a vested interest in was the 85 Super Bowl. Uh, and so I grew up a Bears fan and a massively huge Bears fan. So I root for the Lions when they're not playing the Bears and when they're, uh, when when the final of their game won't impact the Bears season in any way. I see. Uh, but I can't call myself a Lions fan because but you were- I've seen what these people do to themselves.
0: You were happy, I guess, that the Lions lost today, then?
1: Not so much happy, but yes, in a way. <laughs> I, it's it's weird, because living here, all I listen to is sports talk radio and like local sports talk radio, so I get a lot of Lions stuff. And okay. even when I moved and I lived in Chicago, I still listen to Detroit sports talk radio. So I know the Detroit teams better than I know my favorite teams even, just because I, get, I, I hear it all day, every day. I see. So... Yeah, I kind of want him to lose out the rest of the season if I'm being honest, just so that maybe they can do something with a draft pick instead of ending up somewhere in the middle again, but Yeah, I hate
0: that. Like when your team is like they're they're not good enough to go to the playoffs and they're not good enough to like have like a, you know, f- like 500 or like winning record, but they're not bad enough to get a good draft pick, so you're like, uh what are we doing yeah.
1: <laughs> like exactly like oh exactly. great we
0: went we went six and ten again like <laughs> like what
1: well and it's kind of funny i i worked retail management for like 20 years and and my first manager ever told me this uh instead of like the abcs of something he was like the abas of retail are always be average you never want to be too good you never want to be too bad the better you get the more responsibilities you get heaped on you and the harder it is to maintain a good level of, of of work, whereas if you're bad, you're just going to get cut loose. And I feel like the NFL, in its strive for mediocrity over, or I'm sorry, in its strive for parity, has left it where the good teams can get better because obviously they've got all of their systems are in place. You know, Pittsburgh, New England, they always stay up good. The bad teams are always terrible because of that same kind of institutionalized, crappiness but then all the mediocre teams seem to always stay in the middle every now and then they jump up but the it's just it's so tough
0: yeah it's it's weird because the redskins have been bad so long (laughs) like i remember so you're a little older than me by the way Mm -hmm. a small confession didn't know you were that much older than me but you you were (laughs) the first game you remember watching was a game four years before i was born so there's that
1: uh, I was 11, so... Oh,
0: my God, you're that much older than me?
1: Jeez. Yeah, I'm 45, man. Yeah, I don't act like you. you so well, you don't look
0: me. it either, so that's really good. I <laughs> mean, it means you've got some good genes. I look 45, and I'm, I'm that much younger than you, so... There's that. Uh, but, no, I remember watching, like, the 2004... I think it was, like, 2004 Redskins, and I'd watched football for a couple years, but, like, we had, like, a playoff kind of run where we got... We, we won a wild card, and then we... One, I think we either won or – we we played our first playoff game. I can't remember if we won or lost, but we we looked good and we lost. And then it's literally just been, like, not good since then. So it's when been did, a – Oh, but, sorry. Go ahead. No, what were we going to ask?
1: I was going to say, when did Snyder buy the team?
0: Oh, uh, It was, like, late 90s, I believe. Uh, was
1: it that long ago? Yeah.
0: it's It's been a while because I think he's been – He's owned them since I basically, yep, yeah, May 99, yep. Cuz he's he's owned them since I basically started watching cuz I was like I was like 10 that year and that's kind of when I I mean I watched football before that but I didn't really kind of like what you were saying have like a vested interest in it. Yeah. So by the time I started watching, he already owned the team and fans that have been, you know, fans of the Redskins longer than I have are just ready for this guy to be gone because what? hasn't gone I'll well. Go ahead. This hasn't gone well with him as the owner, really.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's, it's one of those things. That's what I was going to ask you, because it, it's curious to me, because I remember the Redskins in the 80s, you know, John Reagan's and all that, and the late 70s, early 80s, just being dominant, um, and then obviously they, they won their Super Bowl early in the 80s or whatever, and then I remember the late 80s, early 90s, when they annihilated the Lions in the playoffs. Um, they actually, I think they won 45 to nothing or something early in the season. And then the lions won their division, ended up having home field. And I that may, I can't remember if that was the NFC championship game that they ended up having to go to Washington and Washington just did I mean, absolutely annihilated them. And then it was after that, it must've been when, when Snyder bought it, that they started sucking. And so that's what I was going to ask is, is how much ownership has to do with that? Because around here right now all the talk is just about as long as the the Fords own the Lions they will never do anything.
0: Yeah. I I've never gotten into the sports that deep to be honest, like I vaguely know how much input an owner, general manager and stuff like that have. I care more about like how well certain players do and you know if my team wins really. That's especially over the last like 10 I would say maybe I would say 8 to Eight years, I've just kind of like faded out of sports. I've I've been more into it this year actually than anything. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's because I'm playing fantasy football for the first time this year, for yeah. for the first time in a long time. But I've just I've been a little bit more vested in it, and it's been fun. I even like even today, like the Redskins are. We were one and nine going into this game, and like I was watching the game, kind of like very interested to see if these rookie players that they're they're playing are going to do well. And I think it's kind of like, it's kind of like a refresher, you know, like it's kind of like going back to an old video game <laughs> when mm-hmm. it gets kind of like, you know, like a, like a little, little like refresher, like new content thing. You're like, Oh yeah, this is why I like this thing. And then you kind of kind of get back into it a little bit, but yeah, I've never been uh, that knowledgeable uh, as far as, far as like I mean obviously I know the owner you know can fire and you know hire anyone they want but as far as how much influence they have on the team I think it's you know they have to put certain people in certain positions to succeed and then if they're if they're not doing that then
1: yeah I mean I think it depends on on the owner obviously when you look at a team like the the Cowboys with Jerry Jones and you know seems to have like just absolute control over everything almost to a negative extent right because i remember back in the 80s and 90s you know him and jimmy johnson were doing really really well and then they kind of had a fallout and jimmy johnson went out and there were some some issues so you can have these these owners that just are too into it and and they have their hands in the pot too much and that screws things up uh but then when you run into a situation and i think snyder early on was criticized a lot for that about being too involved in things. Um, but then when you get a team like the the Fords or like the Lions with William Clay Ford and now his wife, they don't seem to be involved at all. And that's almost it, worse. It it is because then it just seems to like reward this mediocrity, right? Through the 80s with Wayne fonts they they always held on to coaches way too long. Um and this uh, what three years ago, I think when they hired Bob Quinn. Uh, as their general manager, they decided to just go with everything New England has done, and it's just really backfired. I think Patricia's a terrible coach, and and I just it's just not working out at all.
0: Yeah, i I thought about have you so have you streamed any sports games? I know before we started, uh, you were talking about your uh, streaming or your recording some offline hockey content. So yeah. you're, are you a Red Wings? You're a Red Wings fan, right? I despise the Wings. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so you must be a uh, – who's? what's the Chicago team?
1: Nope, I'm not a Blackhawks fan either. It's so weird. Growing up in this area, I should have been
0: – One of those two, know, right? A
1: Lions fan. I should have been a Red Wings fan. Basketball I've never really liked, so I've kind of always just kind of been on the outside and, like, rooted for the Pistons when they do good. But – uh, I, I don't I'm not a huge basketball fan. So wait, uh, what hockey team do you like? The New Jersey Devils.
0: Wow, okay. So nowhere near
1: No. Nope, <laughs> when I when I started getting into hockey, it was like the I don't know, I was in 7th or 8th grade, so it was like 87
0: 88
1: 1945, and, got it. If, basically. <laughs> and uh the I was a huge goaltender fan. Uh I I grew up I was a fat kid. And so whenever we played hockey, I could never play forward or defense, like when we played floor hockey or whatever, because I just couldn't run and keep up with everybody. So I kind of always got put in a goal, and I was bigger than everybody. So I took up half the goal on my own anyway, Um, and so I was decent at it. So I I grew up with this massively huge love of goaltenders, uh, and they drafted a goaltender in the 80s named Sean Burke who i really really liked and at that time they had these red and green uniforms and i i just i loved them. i fell in love with the devils from then and then i started paying attention to them and i fell in love with the way they played the game back then with like kirk muller and they had brendan shanahan at that time and bruce driver and i, I just i really really loved the way they played the game so that just turned into a fanatical love oh wow as, okay. as i got older and then when they the wings for the cup finals in 95 i the wings were always my second favorite team and i ended up despising the wings by the end of that series so
0: <laughs> it's funny i've never i want to get more into hockey because i think it's actually a really like fun sport to watch i had a uh friend i met so i live in a town that has like a university that has a pretty good hockey team yeah. and I met this guy who was, I was playing Magic the Gathering, we met playing Matt, and he played hockey, and he And he went on to, like, record their games and stuff, and he, like, we would go to his house to, like, chill and, like, play cards or whatever, and he would, he would, he would always have a hockey game on, and he was a Bruins fan, I'm pretty sure, okay. pretty sure he was Bruins. And I remember watching the Bruins, and I'm like, dude, I, I instantly was a fan of this one player, Chara, this fucking, like... Lumberjack of a player on the ice. And I'm like, Is he is he allowed to play? Like he just looks like he's gonna kill somebody. Like it looks like he's about to assassinate somebody on the on the ice, dude.
1: He was like Andre the Giant yeah. of the States. It's yes. like yes. it's like Charles. is this fair? Uh, <laughs> is this fair, man? I'm yeah, like I remember I remember he actually I think he got drafted by the Ottawa Senators and started playing for them first, and then I think he got traded to Boston or something after that. Oh
0: wow, okay. Yeah. That's my only like I've dipped my toe into uh a NA- hockey or n h l and i've so i live in Virginia, so obviously the capitals are really close, and so are the uh carolina hurricanes right or okay. i think it's the carolina hurricanes um so both of those uh arenas are three hours away, so I could go to either one pretty easily um okay. I've always wanted to go to a game have you been to a pro game?
1: yeah I've been to a few red wings games um and hockey like my my high school was a was a big hockey school um oh, okay to Trenton high school, and our football team for for comparison, my football team when uh when I was in high school we lost we won homecoming my freshman year and lost every other game the rest of my high school
0: career oh my gosh
1: yeah that we were a terrible football team, but in my four years in high school, our hockey team won uh states twice oh that's the championship twice and was in the state it was in the finals the other year and lost in the semifinals the other my freshman year they were good oh they were phenomenal Uh, trenton was was definitely a hockey school uh the past five to ten years i think that's turned around i don't think they're as good in hockey anymore but football are actually pretty decent now
0: yeah Uh, i it's funny pro games man like like you mentioned you don't like basketball it's funny. I think I think I would have a great time at a basketball game. I don't like mm-hmm. watching basketball on TV, but it, it, like being there is so much different, and that's it. It kind of makes me think of like video game tournaments, and like most recently the biggest one being the Fortnite World uh, Worlds. Mm-hmm. Like like um, being there has got to be just like a totally different energy and feel. I mean, obviously not at Fortnite's, but at the game, you know, you have, you have drinks and stuff and it's like, yeah, you may want to pay $9 for this beer, but this beer probably tastes a lot better because you're at the game, you know, it's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, I've been to three Redskins games, um, and they, those were great. We, we sat in what's called like the club level. So it's not the, not the low section. It's like the mid section, like and it's it's like I, you, you don't even need binoculars man it's like you can see the whole game no matter where they are on the field it was it was really nice
1: yeah it was crazy i growing up here you know the lions used to play at uh, a stadium called the Pontiac Silverdome and it was massive it fit like almost 90,000 people oh wow um and as a matter of fact in the 80s the pistons used to play there and i remember going to a pistons game in this giant stadium and they they would hang like this big black sheet that would take up i mean it would cover probably a third to half of the stadium but then the pistons would play in the other half and they actually set the, the nba's indoor attendance record at this game against the bulls uh at this game and it almost seemed unfair because they played in this giant football yeah. stadium um but going to games there if you sat in the nosebleeds you were in the nosebleeds i mean <laughs> you needed binoculars you were in no way shape or form involved with the rest of the crowd
0: you're getting hit by helicopters
1: Oh, it's, it's, exactly and we went uh two weeks ago my girlfriend surprised me for our five-year anniversary with tickets to the bears oh uh, that's awesome at soldier field and I've, it's been a lifetime goal i've always wanted to go and i've never been able that's to. really cool and uh we were i think 10 rows from the top of the stadium and i i felt like i could have thrown stuff on the players really it's amazing because it's so high like you're high up but we had a great angle we were right on the goal line um and and because we were so high up we had a great angle but we still seemed close it was incredible i mean i was really really surprised Um, awesome yeah.
0: Every time, so I don't have you. Have you ever watched the Harry Potter movies? Yes. Okay. Remember, you remember in the fourth movie, the Goblet of Fire, where they're at the the Quidditch World Cup, and they're like all the way up top. Mm-hmm. That's what I imagine, like nosebleeds being like, where you're just on <laughs> this like scaffolding. And yeah. You're like, man, I can. It, oh, they're so close. But no, oh, it, they definitely designed those stadiums in a way. To allow, like,
1: even those high-up seats, I think, have good – or at least they should. They definitely do now. Um, I, I think that that's something. And ironically enough, it's funny because back in, in the 70s and 80s, you had these giant stadiums um, that fit, you know, 70, 80,000 people. And now the stadiums don't fit as much uh or as many people the seats are a little bit bigger i think they finally realized that like hey we as americans are nowhere near the size that we were in the 50s and 60s um but the uh the the overall fan experience is something that's so much different now and then they really have to because attendance is down because honestly we we went to that game and we froze our butts off for you know four or five hours I think it was about three, three hours at the stadium, plus an hour beforehand, plus then taking the bus yeah. and all that down there. And, you know, honestly, you get a better view and everything else sitting in front of your own 60. That's exactly
0: you know? what I was going to say. Like, with all the modern technology, you don't need to go to the game. It's you're right there on the field, man. Like yeah. well, it's crazy. You're on
1: the field. You get better you know, um, instant replays. You can go yep. to the bathroom whenever you want and not miss any plays. Yep it's just it's it's such a different experience but yeah your original question about hockey games yeah i've been to a few red wings games and then uh we used to have a minor league hockey team here that was pretty decent uh and they're they're not around anymore but
0: so you you told me you were gonna
1: start recording you have you streamed uh sports games at all yet I did MLB this summer, uh MLB the Show uh on PlayStation 4. I did that for a career mode and it was an amazing experience. I absolutely loved it. Um I integrated a bunch of like sound and video clips from the movie Major League because it's one of my favorite movies ever. Um so whenever I would strike out, I'd play this this clip of like Serrano, you know, striking out, missing and throwing his bat and stuff like that it was just it was a lot of fun um and then i tried madden when that came out and i think it, i had a good experience early on with it but then i started raging at madden being so broken as far as video game mechanics go that it, it <laughs> yeah. just turned into like swearing screaming yelling phases. or and I was like, I rage quit it one day, and I was like, I'm just done with it. It's not a good experience for viewers <laughs> when, you know, I'm freaking out and I'm throwing 18 interceptions because it's Madden. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't gone back since then, but I am going to try NHL. Yeah, I
0: don't I don't blame you. I, uh... Post this to sports games. I think the... I've played, like, a lot of, uh... Not... I don't want to say... They're not BRs. They're, like arena type games where I don't know what they're called. They're not MOBAs either. They're, they're basically they're It's like, you have a team and the other person What is it all auto chess. Like I've played a few of those off, off stream. I okay. can't think of the name. Sorry. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but it's like, no, it's called auto chess where it's like you set up a team and they set up a team and then they like auto fight you. Oh,
1: it's interesting.
0: It's really cool because though the, your decisions on like where you, where you, place them in like the you know the aggressiveness of like certain members can affect the way the fight lays out like you know it's like you may not want all aggressive people because they're just going to go attack and then you know they're going to get picked off or whatever you know it's you have to make certain decisions on how the team is set up and you know what players are placed where and stuff like that and uh I thought about streaming some of those, but I, I'm not good at them. So it's like I hate streaming games that I'm not good at. You know, it's it's very weird. I don't know if you've ever felt that where it's like I don't mind streaming games that I'm average at. Like I don't have to be the best at it. You know, like I'm I'm pretty good at like PvE activities like, you know, raiding and uh, MMOs and Destiny PvE content. I'm, pr- I'm pretty good at those, but I always feel confident. And I think that takes some pressure off of you as a streamer. Like you can it's like I can put this on autopilot. And then focus on the, on the stream or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so like sports games, dude. I I'm lost. I'm like, I've I've played Chell a little bit, like NHL uh, hockey games uh, with my friends that I mentioned earlier. I I played with them and like I picked it up pretty quick. It's definitely a very different because you're you're constantly doing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 not like Madden where it's like, all right, do a play. All right, you have a moment to chill and kind of think what you want to do. It's like, nope. NHL is like go 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 you know you gotta sub out your people you know stuff like that it's very when you're playing versus another player that is it's very active and you don't really get to like if you need to pause and like go to the bathroom yeah you can do that but yeah
1: yeah i um it, it's kind of funny because i kind of feel like i'm always average at everything i play especially when i stream uh and it's funny you brought up the the stadium aspect for like the Fortnite thing can you imagine like you were talking about the energy as as the viewers pressure streaming uh, or like being a player yeah it's in that
0: i feel like i feel like you have to it's funny there's this there's a streamer um his name is day nine uh and i think he i think he streams under the 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 name day nine but he has a i found him through this video that he put on youtube maybe and I wanna say like five or six years ago, because he had recently became uh, like a notable figure because in like the Dota two are you familiar with Dota and like League of Legends and all those games?
1: I've seen seen them here and there. I don't I don't know any specifics about the games, no.
0: So you but you know what they are. So yeah. He became like a, a notable figure in those because he I think he started casting after like playing so many tournaments, and like the video he posted was this like kind of like emotional, uh, recap of like his life and like growing up and as a as a young a young kid, you know, like teenager, and how his mom would like always drive him to tournaments and stuff, and. One thing he talked about in the video was playing, like training, and like how he would play in different types of environments. So he would he would play with like the air really cold. He would play with it really hot. He would play, you know, being hungry. He would play right after he ate. Uh, wow! That way he could he could get a feel for all these different types of, you know, uh, effects on him. That way, when he goes to these tournaments, you know, if it's hot, if it's cold, if he's hungry, you know, I get noise, you know, I don't know if, like, I, like, I don't, headsets definitely weren't as good back then, because I think this was, like, early 2000s he's talking about. Yeah. And so, flash forward, and now to the Fortnite thing, it's like, with their headsets and stuff, you probably can drown it out a little bit easier, but I do think, yeah, it's gotta be just crazy rush of, like, adrenaline, especially after winning, or, you know, when you're in, like, an intense gunfight. I think, I think you teach yourself to focus on what's at hand, and then maybe in between the game, and you you probably get pulled out of it a little bit. Think, you know, you're looking up at these, whatever, how many, I think it was like a couple hundred thousand people there. Like, what the?
1: Yeah, I couldn't even, I mean, I know just from streaming, right? If you've got 20 or 30 people in chat or something like that, right, just, Finding a moment in the break to be able to re-chat. Now I know that when you're you're playing on that stage, you don't give a there's there's no chat or anything like that. But I can't imagine the concentration it takes to not let your eyes wander up from the screen every now and then and just see these people and like be caught in that moment. Like it just I don't know. I've said it for the longest time that if I could like play on stream the way i do off stream i'd probably be no and I mean, obviously it's all pve stuff you know with destiny or division or, or whatever else or even sports games but man i play so much better when i'm not streaming just yeah. because of that pressure i can't even imagine the pressure of being on that stage like
0: i've had i think everyone play on average like everyone on average plays a little worse on stream than they do off stream I know I've played better on stream before than I have off stream in very like unique situations where it's like, because I, I like having like I I used to play Magic the Gathering and for some reason I feel like I happen to something like when I know someone's watching me, mm-hmm. it's like I have this motivation to like play better, which is yeah. kind of weird, but. I, I sometimes I'll play better. I've played worse before too, you know. Like I mean, just yesterday I was streaming uh Destiny playing PVP, and I started the stream up, and I don't know what. I think I just wasn't warmed up or something. Where like I, I was just playing like but I was just like okay, mm-hmm. well, this isn't gonna go well. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't. I mean, Fortnite or like being in the NFL or NHL, like. Especially for Fortnite, because those kids are young, like I guess N h l and those, you know we're talking at least people in their young twenties, you know early thirties they're they're a little bit more mature and they've had time to kind of get used to it, but like Fortnite, you know, you play in your house <laughs> you know yeah you play you can play in dead silence and then you go to this this tournament and there's you know thousands of people screaming and yelling, it's like jeez.
1: I mean, I got to imagine it's, you know, like what what that one guy was talking about and, and even what pro sports teams do. I know, you know, pro NFL teams and NHL teams, when they're prepping for playoff games or whatever, they practice in their stadium and they will pipe in this yep. super loud crowd noise. I, I've got to imagine that's it has got to be, excuse me, that's got to be what it's like. And there's just, I don't know, uh... I don't think, I don't know that I would be able to perform under that pressure. In certain situations, physical situations, I I play better. Like when I used to play sports, I would play way better when I was under pressure like that. Because you can kind of let the energy kind of take over and then it's just muscle memory and it just kind of takes over. But video games to me aren't like that. And so when I start feeling that pressure, I, I screw up all the time and I do it all the time in Destiny, especially in Crucible um because i hate crucible so much when i start getting nervous i squeeze my controller tighter <laughs> yep <laughs> and i end up pressing down on l3 and r3 when i don't mean to and then i end up oh, either stop yeah. shooting or i can't reload crouch or something or, yeah yep because i i crouch or i start sprinting when i'm trying to reload and it just it borks everything up and that's why i stay away from pvp as much as i can in anything
0: i think um it's weird I so I played Magic: The Gathering but also I've played other games where I wasn't streaming and I got used to this pressure because it was like high stakes, you know, like we're fighting like a a big in-game boss and stuff and maybe I don't know if it was like I got used to the pressure or I just cuz I definitely cared. It wasn't like I didn't care. I can't say, you know, I just didn't care about the pressure. It was more i guess i just handled it really well uh for that time and but i've definitely had moments on stream where like i think the biggest thing on stream is it's not even the pressure but it's like your attention you know like you're you're always even even in playing in pvp i'll like as i'm like auto running like you know i'll I'll like look over to the left real quick or right and you know look at chat and so i've i've gotten killed, you know, a handful of times because i i look away for that split second and someone pops up and i'm like ah and i yep. i can't i can't complain because i'm like eh, i'm streaming it's not a big deal
1: it, <laughs> I, yeah yeah that happens cons anytime and then i actually switched to slobs uh streamlabs obs mm-hmm. specifically because of their layout yeah, i always I like used to i've got three monitors and so I play on my middle one and I always used to put chat on my left. No, my right monitor, but all the way to the left of the screen. So I would always I break, for minus. Like, yeah, pop out chat from Twitch so that it's right there directly to the right of my other stream and or to my other screen. And when with Streamlabs OBS their chat when you're live is right on the right of the screen. So I actually have chat on both sides of my monitors and I thought that would fix that problem. And it doesn't, I have died so much just by glancing at chat. And it's honestly, it's kind of funny. It's one of the reasons why I feel I'm a better division streamer than destiny because the rhythm of combat is so different. Even in PVE stuff in division, if you need to catch a heal or you can jump into cover or something, glance at chat, even for half a second or two seconds, and then go right back to the gameplay and not miss anything and not die. Destiny, man, especially if you're in a raid or something like that, you take your eyes off the screen for a half a heartbeat and you're just, you're smoked.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot more happening on the screen, especially since it's first person. You're mm-hmm. There's just a lot more, there's a lot more in the peripherals and, a lot more uh, overload, you know, for, for your intake. So it, they're definitely two different games. I One thing I have done, Destiny, I don't know. Destiny, I, I guess I, I just picked it up really easy because I was used to first-person shooters from, like, playing, you know, Call of Duty when I was a kid mm-hmm. and then leading up to this. Uh, what I was going to say is my favorite thing is, like, when someone like tries to like shit on a streamer because they're not playing well. And I'm like, they're they're streaming, man. Like they're not they're not trying to be super sweaty. I mean, you can stream and be super sweaty, but it's like they're really engaging chat, you know, they're reading chat. Like I dare somebody I I would love to see these people that like have never streamed a day in their life mm-hmm. turn on a stream, have like, you know, a couple people watching them keep up with chat and then try to like quote unquote, you know, perform well there are people I know that do that they don't normally have the same chat engagement as other people but they they're just so good that they you know they can kill people and still keep up with chat but it's very rare to find those people
1: it is and I think that's a skill set that obviously comes over time but it also like somebody like glad blows my mind when i watch him stream because you know he two man's the raid the day after the raid comes out and <laughs> yeah. you know he's doing all that and he's super engaged in chat and i always think he's got somebody off stream or like off screen rather like reading chat to him because i don't know how he can keep his eyes on chat and the game to do the stuff that he does that guy's superhuman to me yeah um but it's... when you look at somebody like ninja that streams at a top level you know, worldwide, as far as like Fortnite, and and he's so skillful with it, but he's rarely ever paying attention to chat. And I I can't agree with you more. It's there's something so much different about it.
0: Yeah, and people like Ninja and like Shroud who who they get super focused. Their their chats are also much different because they have tens of thousands of people <laughs> watching, mm-hmm. and it's like it's at that point it's like you don't have a chat, you have you have a, your chat isn't like you engaging them it's they're just almost responding they're they it's almost like in the NFL they're just an audience at that point they're not they're not someone you engage with you know like NFL players don't engage the audience at a at a football game mhm it's it's such a different dynamic once you get over a certain number of people um now i know people i i've seen bigger streamers turn on like slow mode and stuff like that or emote only just because yeah. it's like One, it stops trolls, but two, it slow mode allows people, them to actually engage, you know, like, oh, you can only send stuff every 30 seconds. It slows down the chat to a point where you can actually, you can actually read it, you know, at least, at least every other stuff, every other word. Yeah, it's, it's tough, man, because kind of back to the original point, like, playing at these high levels, you know, either, whether it be a big tournament or, you know, in the NFL or, you know, whatever at the highest level. I mean you have this like super crazy distraction I mean that's why they call it the eleventh man in football because you literally can sway the outcome of a play mm-hmm. or a game if you're loud enough, you know because oh yeah, it's nuts, excuse me, if you're loud enough, the quarterback has to make audibles and stuff, and if a player is, the players can't hear that or the snap count gets thrown off like it's it's nuts, so I imagine in in video games, it's kind of the same like if you make a call out. And the the audience is still loud. It could throw that off as well. Um, granted, they do have much higher tech uh, headphones. It's probably not as bad. I,
1: man, I don't know. You've got like even if you have like the most super noise canceling headphones on the market, I can't imagine that it would drown all of that out. I, I just I can't but you're absolutely right. Like I mean I remember um being at it was the the game that Barry Sanders uh rushed for over 2000 yards. He he, he eclipsed 2000 yards it was against the Jets. And I remember twice in that game Vinny Testaverdi took delay of, of game penalties for the Jets because he got under center and literally nobody could hear him. And it, it was just it was insanely loud but that was at the Pontiac Silverdome so with 88,000 people. So I can't imagine that no matter, you got Bose headphones or whatever, I can't imagine it drowns out that much sound.
0: I think it, I, I don't know. I've seen like, I've used some where, you know, it's they'll play music right, right next to you and you can barely hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh I know there's, there's also a difference between noise canceling headphones and then just, you know, these, you know, like you said, Bose, you're like uh, Astro these ones that have like noise canceling uh or noise depression uh earmuffs. Mm-hmm. But the noise canceling headphones, I don't know if you've ever used those, man. It literally just you can't hear anything. Now those would... you you wouldn't use those for tournament play. But it's like they the way they're set up is like it literally stops all sound waves coming in. It's super weird.
1: I know I, I tried a pair once at, at a Best Buy. They had like a display and you could put on the headphones and then they would play, like simulate like airplane noise and, and different levels of noise to see if you... And they were actually disconcerting. When I put those on, I got dizzy. Oh. It was it, it was like as soon as I put them on because it suppressed all outside noise, all of a sudden you are short a sense <laughs> You are used to having always... And I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute! What? In Where the am hell I? What is, is going happening?" On? <laughs> yeah, it was so disconcerting. Um, yeah, I couldn't imagine playing with those, but I don't know, man.
0: Have you ever done a sensory deprivation uh, tank?
1: It is my favorite thing in the entire world,
0: <laughs> oh, dude. I've always wanted to do one and have never done it. Can you explain like what you feel when you do those?
1: Um, I can. How? How? <laughs> Okay, uh, I'll try to keep it as like PG as possible because the nearest thing I could ex- like explain it with would be is it an orgasm. Comparison. No, no, no. I was gonna say with a drug trip, like on LSD. But,
0: oh, um, have you taken LSD
1: oh. yeah, multiple times? So uh, it's it's big fan.
0: Okay, um, so you would you would,
1: that's what that's what you would compare it to is it? it it can be the the thing is it, I am very very introverted by nature, okay. so. I when I went in uh, to the sensory deprivation chamber, you know, you're you're in partial water. The biggest thing I was annoyed with is the fact that because my ears are under the water, I could hear the filters for the system working because I didn't even want that. I wanted absolutely nothing. But it's pitch black. You are with yourself. There's no sound other than that. And even that you can kind of drown out. And it was just the most comfortable I have been in a decade. (laughs) <laughs> like there was literally cut off from the world it was everything wow. i always wanted it to be and an hour and a half and that felt like 20 minutes to me um my girlfriend on the other hand who is she's very introverted but not so much into that she was in hers for an hour and a half and she said it felt like three years and she could <laughs> not even close it all the way she kept having all of this like crushing anxiety oh from it. that's and, rough and, yeah for me it was like dude i could i could i could sleep in one of those things every day of my life and yeah. oh i, I have a that feeling so that i
0: would enjoy it because i'm not introverted but i do enjoy like one thing i really like to, to do is drive around at night like oh. windows down music playing it's just me or like or even no music like it's just a very comfort comfortable feeling like i'm by myself i can like kind of collect and like organize my thoughts, it's very, very calming. So I think I would enjoy something like that where you just drown everything else out and it's just like you and your thoughts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right after I moved back from Chicago, I was in like the worst depression that I've ever experienced in life. And there were multiple times where at that time I wasn't working. And I would just, I would do the same thing at like midnight or whatever. I would just go out to drive because driving has always been a very calming centering thing for me so i used to just drive around for a couple hours at night and there were times when i first moved back from chicago that i i got in my car with really no goal uh as far as where to go and i ended up driving to chicago which is about 4 hours from here um driving there because of the time change it's about a 5 hour drive but there it's only 4 hours and i would drive there go to a walgreens buy a one day uh one day pass for the trains and then just get on the trains and ride the trains around and stuff and then go back to where I park get back in my car and drive back home like it was just i I love road trips, I love driving, so i I completely agree with you
0: i I like driving <laughs> to a degree um i've driven I, I mean I've driven crazy like the longest I've driven I drove like twenty two hours straight once, okay, and that was i never want to do that again um like
1: you driving with no brake
0: it i think we braked for like 20 30 minutes while i slept and then yeah. i mean I, like so like the first 11 hours was fun. that was like i was that was my normal like awake and then on the way back my buddy was supposed to drive while well, we were driving a minivan right and, yeah. it, and it's storming he doesn't normally drive a minivan so he's not used to like wind pushing a car yeah so he's like freaking out and i'm like all right Like I, like I was asleep for maybe 20 minutes and I feel him pulling over and I'm like, what's going like, what are we, what are we doing? And he's like, I can't do this. I'm like, "Okay, well, I guess I'll drive, uh, because I don't want to wait. Like I want to get back. And, uh, so I, I just, I drive for like the next hour. I go to the store and I'm like, all right, I got 10 hours left. Uh, I buy two, five hour energies. I drink one immediately. Five hours later, drink the next one. By the time I got home, I felt it was weird. I had like that second wind, you know. Yeah, I felt fine, but the next day I felt like I got hit by a truck. But uh, that's the that's the longest I've driven. I've driven like six hours, like no problem. I mean, I've driven where I where I live, Pittsburgh, is like six hours away. I've driven there twice. Uh, I've driven to Atlanta uh, once, now at six hours. Um, Indianapolis, I've driven there twice and that's like eight eight hours and it's not bad it if i have something to like especially if i have someone to talk to it's it's easy to do those long drives but i like short drives you know i'll drive around for a couple hours in my town and i've done that a couple times like in my city and it's very comforting uh comfort and but to uh, after you like if you're like road tripping and you have to like you know uh you don't you don't you're not stopping because like when you're when you're driving around your city it's like i i tend to like stay on like the roads and like you have to hit lights and stuff Mm -hmm. i don't i don't just go get on like the highway and drive around
1: oh that's the best to me something about like the rhythm of the highway and if you're by yourself and you get like every year uh christmas eve uh my family gets together and and opens presents and all that stuff on christmas eve and then like my immediate family and then christmas day we got we used to get together with extended family when i was a kid and so Christmas Eve used to turn into this thing where and, – and for probably 10 or 15 years, I did this every year. I would do my family's Christmas Eve stuff, and then if they went to – like, we would go to church when I was a kid, and then I turned, like, anti-religion. So I started – not going to church, and when they would go to church, I would just get in my car and go drive around and like what? Look at the snow, look at Christmas lights, listen to Christmas music, and and it just turned into like this meditative thing where I would think about the past year, what I want from the next year. It was the most calming thing in the world. Yeah, me, it always has been. I, I do I love that. Love it. But like getting on the freeway and having music and just the rhythm of the road and everything else. I've I've always wanted a motorcycle. I couldn't even imagine if I had a bike. I could imagine. Getting on the road and just going and not being able to either go back home because I would have done it, just losing track of time entirely. Cause I've done it before driving and I couldn't even imagine that happening on a bike or something. But my friend,
0: I had a friend that recently took, I like think recently, probably in the like, I think it was like the last two years, he did a road trip across the US on not a dirt bike, but like a. It wasn't a motorcycle, if that makes sense. It was like, I guess it was a dirt bike. I don't know. I don't think they were motorcycles. I know they weren't motorcycles. I'll say that. I think they were like high-end dirt bikes. And like, they, uh, but it wasn't like the, when I think dirt bike, I think like Travis Pastrana, you know, that it's yeah. not, not those types of things. It was more like, I don't, I don't know what to call them. I, I, I can't remember the exact bike, but they, anyways, they took bikes and they went, all the way from the east, like we're here in Virginia, all the way to the west coast and then back. Wow! Or they 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 got a U haul the way back though, like they just U hauled the bikes. Um. But uh, I would I was like dude, like it was crazy because he was like, yeah, we're just gonna you know, what they were gonna do is like just camp the whole way there. They weren't gonna like stay in motels or anything. Oh so, wow! So and then and he's that type of guy, you know, he's a very outdoorsy. Like he loves rock climbing. Uh you know, camping is like I'm like, dude, I fucking hate camping. Like oh. it's oh, the, it worst. the worst. The worst I'm like, I don't want to sleep outside, first of all. Like I, I don't I'm like, if we want to go somewhere and have like a day, you know, and do stuff, that's great. I wanna sleep in my bed and be comfortable because I'm a I'm also a big guy. I'm mm-hmm. like comfort isn't easy. It isn't as easy for me to obtain as it is for you. Like, yeah, you can sleep in, you know, like a small little sleeping bag on the ground and Feel okay the next day i'm gonna feel like shit oh, yeah. uh i also sleep with a fan so i'm like i, I mean i have to get like a battery operated fan and it's just weird but uh i despise
1: camping <laughs> I'm, everything about it. I'm
0: with you dude uh but i uh he so he goes on this trip and like he was telling me like on the way there like one of their bikes like breaks and i'm like that is anxiety i would not be able to deal with because <laughs> That's like your no. your source of transportation. So it's like if I'm taking a road trip, I want it to be in a car that like, you know, I can call AAA for if if something happens. Uh and even then, like, I've never taken like a big road trip road trip. I've driven okay. I've driven to Missouri a couple of times because my dad has family there. That was when I was really young and I never drove. But other than that, I haven't really experiencing like road trips have you taken like have you driven any like big road trips
1: i drove nothing like that i drove from here down to miami to go on a cruise once and we drove straight through so that was 24 hours um
0: how many people were driving
1: just me and my it was my ex-wife at the time we okay we, we did that twice we did that once for our honeymoon and then we did it again which by the way is the most amazing idea in the world that the, the I don't think we came up with it, but it hit me on that trip. But uh, I'll I'll go into that in a second. But we did it once for our honeymoon and once for our our one year anniversary. And the reason we did it for our one year anniversary was that, like, we realized when we did it for our honeymoon, we didn't leave. We got married on, on a Saturday and we didn't leave for our honeymoon for a week after, which was unbelievably awesome. Also, great planning. Uh, because you get like a week to kind of like get away from the wedding and all of that stuff and then have a vacation yes. as opposed to it kind of all jamming together. Yeah, because I'm um, assuming
0: after a wedding, you're exhausted.
1: Oh, it's brutal. My my first, actually, there's a, a really long story about my first uh, wedding, my first marriage, and like how it completely was screwed up because of the time frame Getting out of the reception, having to be at the airport super early the next morning and 9 11 and like all of this other oh, stuff. Oh, wow. Well, because <laughs> at that time, I think your you flight was leaving. You're
0: like, normal problem, normal problem, 9 11. I'm well, like, what the fuck?
1: It was 2003. So it was two oh, years yeah. after. So 9/11, like airport security but, was. Oh, airport security was brutal. So our flight left at 6 a.m. We had to be there at 2. It, they they suggested three hours early, but even then it was like, it was just insane. So we didn't get out of the reception hall until 11 or midnight. And then we <laughs> had to go back to her house open, or her parents' house, open up all of our cards because all the cash we got from, from cards oh, yeah. was what we were taking for spending money. So we had to open all that. By the time we got home, it was like, you know, one, one thirty, And then it was like, wait, do we take a a shower? Like we have to leave in an hour and a half. So, like, she took a bath. I ended up uh, just chilling and staying awake. I think at the time I was playing Kotor. I can't remember what game I was playing, but I remember playing a video game. Um, And then we got to the airport with no friggin' sleep whatsoever. And, like, still hadn't consummated or anything like that because of the stupid time schedule and then fly down to Miami get on our ship by the time we get on the ship it's hot and humid and miserable Ugh. and we haven't slept and then we took a nap it was just it, we didn't start our honeymoon until j- legit like that tuesday because our our bodies were just so thrown off
0: i thought you from were from that schedule i thought you were going to tell me that you got married and when you went to the airport it was 911 like oh. the day of, and I was gonna like <laughs> lose my mind. I'm like, dude, no. that story is a like, obviously not nine eleven, but like, I could you imagine like just like what that that scenario like you get married because it had to have happened, you know, like someone got oh. married and they're at the airport like, oh, we're starting our new life together. Nine eleven, it's like what the fuck, <laughs> you know, what? that's gotta be like a bummer
1: yeah i mean i couldn't even i mean imagine even that week because like everything was canceled yeah for days and days so like even that week if you if you were getting married even on that weekend like mm. I, you're all of your plans gone yeah and and i don't know what they did for refunds or whatever i can't even oh
0: god i couldn't I, even imagine yeah i was i was in the seventh grade when nine eleven happened so or maybe no i was in the i was either in sixth or seventh grade can't okay but yeah, it was it was nuts, man. Um, so we're coming up on the end of the podcast. Uh, I have one, well, one subject, but two things to talk about within that subject. So we both are big Star Wars fans. Yes. Um, we both have recently played Jedi Fallen Order.
1: Oh my god, yes.
0: And you're caught up on Mandalorian, right?
1: Hundred percent. Yep. Okay.
0: So to anyone listening, uh. If you're not caught up and you don't want spoilers, uh, go ahead and tune out now. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> because we're going to talk about it and how great it's been. Because these things, I think, have done... So let's start with Mandalorian, because it's it, it came out before... Actually, let's start with Jedi Fallen Order, sorry. So Jedi Fallen Order, I remember seeing the advertisement for it and then thinking, oh... The last Star Wars game's like, eh, this looks okay. Well, then it came out, and I watched some more gameplay for it, and I'm like, wait, this looks really good. I saw a YouTube video. It was titled something like, Why Jedi Fallen Order Isn't What You Think It Was, or something like that. Okay. And it was basically like, yeah, uh, this game's amazing. <laughs> you know, they didn't, they either like, I think, think the video was kind of getting at like, they didn't market it well or something or people have the wrong idea about it and then i saw like uh a ton of people i follow for game review give it like great reviews i I started playing it and i'm like oh it's like dark souls i was like i'm not big on dark souls but it's star wars so I'll, you know whatever let's keep going and the story was amazing uh we'll mm-hmm. talk about we'll talk about the ending in a moment because probably one of the best endings to a video game i've ever played and then mm-hmm. uh I, I loved the the graphics were great like the did you did you play on PC or console? You played on console, right? Yeah, PS4. So how how great were the graphics on P- on console? Because on PC, they were nutty. Like the hair the sh- the hair alone, like people's hair was like it looked real. I was like, this is insane.
1: Yeah, they were great on console. I did watch some people stream it on PC, and it made me a little jealous. <laughs> a little
0: bit. Like- <laughs> I could see that. <laughs>
1: man, I thought they were great until I just saw this. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, it was just, yeah. It was one of those, exp- like, I remember, you know how when you first start off the game, you go into the that little tutorial where you have to scale up yeah. the whole thing to go fix the thing with with the other guy. Yeah. Um, I, I started going up and I was like, wait a minute. I caught a glimpse out of the corner of my eye of, like, the backdrop and walked to the back of that ship or whatever you're in. And just looked for probably thirty seconds. I was like, "This is flipping amazing!" Like I was just, I was instantly bought in. So graphics were were fantastic.
0: Oh yeah, like backdrop that backdrop where you see the the big big ship, and you're like, mm-hmm. "This looks." It gives you that scale, kind of show you how big one the universe is, and I don't think a lot of other games do that well. Like a few games that have done it well, I think have been God of War, uh, you know that of other games I played that I mean another game I played was called Near Automata. They they show these like grandiose structures that are just you know compared to you a human sized person, it's like you feel like an ant, and yeah. it, I I love feeling like that because it it's a little bit humbling because you know even in God of War where you're literally a god you're like it's like oh yeah but you're still just human you know you're still a human you know basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so graphics were great. The writing, I thought, I mean, I just loved, like, the little conversations that, like, uh, you would have with, like, Grease and Seer on the ship, mm-hmm. you know, just, like, when you're zoning or whatever, and, like, they're just talking in the cockpit, and, and little BD1, you know, is just sitting there like, one of my favorite things is he would be up on the console, and he would look over at Grease, and then just, mm-hmm. like, boop a button. And I'm like,
1: that's the greatest <laughs> thing in the world, man. I'm like Dude, the, he's like a dog. You know, it's like it's so great. He really is. Did you which version of the game did you get? Did oh. you just get like the basic?
0: No, I so I I so one thing another thing that you might I don't know if you know this, but if you're on PC, you could play the game for fifteen dollars. Because oh, okay. because it's on origin and okay. a month of origin is fifteen bucks. So I got to play the deluxe edition for
1: okay um i bought the deluxe edition on ps4 and it comes with like there's like uh vidox uh oh i haven't watched those yeah i i was thinking about streaming them but i don't know if i'm allowed to to be honest um i i feel like i feel like you would i think i can but
0: i've never i've never seen a deluxe or like any unique content based on like a you know like i've never seen like deluxe or like you know collector's edition content being blocked from streaming i think i think you'd be fine because you own the game you know like you're you're just streaming content that you bought it's not like it's not like you were emailed something you know what i'm saying like it's not like they were yeah. like hey Jenko, this is for you don't show you know it's the the content it's, it's probably already on youtube that money Someone's already filmed it and put it on youtube you know
1: yeah, that's probably true. But so like that was on there and, and I, I was need to watching watch I was watching one of them. I haven't made it all the way through all of them yet, but I was watching I, I made it through about three quarters of the first one. They were talking about BD one and they were like, you know, we need to be able to get this droid to emote, right? And and it, it's a droid, so it doesn't have eyebrows or hands or whatever. And they did such an amazing job with the subtle movements of that droid and like two moments. That, that won me over immediately upon playing the game was the first time he, like, jumped off of me and ran over to yes. call attention to something. And and they bring that... They, they bring attention to that in that ViDoc where they talk about it, and they're like, the, point of, the points of interest, instead of looking at a map, figuring out where they are, and then trying to get to them, it just becomes an interactive experience.
0: Yeah, you have your little, like, dog. You know, it's, it, it, it kind of yeah. reminded me of... Uh... Somebody with Will Smith, I am Legend, where it's like oh, just hey, him God, and the yes. dog, man. It's like mm-hmm. you kinda get a sense for that kind of feeling where it's like it's you have you and your companion. Now there were other characters that you have to depend on, but it's mostly you and B D one and it's like this is he's basically your dog. Like you're he's he's your he's your uh your like companion and it's it was just an amazing feeling. Uh but yeah, continue. Sorry, I it Yes. Yeah.
1: No, and that's the thing. Like, I, I was thinking of him as a dog, and, and I'm, I'm a big dog person, and yeah. and I'm super emotional. There were two times in this, in this game that I actually teared up, and one was due to BD1, I, and I know that you said spoilers, but when you get near the end and you get that last final recording from his previous master. Oh, and, yeah. That was... Dude,
0: I, oh I didn't God. tear up, but, man, it, like, got me in the feels. I was like, man... like it was
1: amazing
0: because like you he's projecting himself recording uh cordova and it's like oh my gosh like bd1 legit bd1's the hero of the game (laughs) i mean he literally is the whole reason we're able to do all these things uh dude another moment in the game well you know i'll talk about that in a second it's it's at the end of the game um when I when we first meet BD One, like we go to uh Badoga or Adoba, whatever what yeah, that okay. first planet is, uh, and you get to meet BD One, I was I was like a child in a fucking puppy store. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is the cutest thing ever, and it's just like a normal little joy. But I'm like the the tones that like he like you were talking about emoting the tones. He, he sounds like you know like a little puppy. Like mm. it's Yo. like that's that's what he's doing it's like
1: he's just like a little puppy and then if you you watch his antenna too the way that they that they animated his antenna are just like dog ears when he's curious and interested boom those things are up and then when he's scared they're down and the way he moves around it blew my mind uh during i think it was during a cutscene or something like that he's on my back and I realized that he was afraid of whatever I saw, and he crawled just a couple of inches down and like crouched back yep. so that the the thing could not see him. It's
0: amazing, dude! I, it it
1: I, blew my mind the way they animated that, that I droid.
0: Mean, I mean, respawn. They knocked it out of the park. I, 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 I streamed it um, Friday. I, I okay. finished it Friday, so that would have been what the twenty second. Yeah. Yeah. But so I finished it Friday. I I think honestly for me it's game of the year. I have not played a game that came out this year. Like I played Borderlands three and all those. Like they were good, but I mean Star Wars had had the complete package for me. It looked it looked great. It felt great to play. I mean sometimes the combat was a little wonky. Like I didn't I didn't like like on on uh PC when you locked onto somebody. How did you how did you switch targets on, on controller? <laughs>
1: funny story i started playing on jedi master which is second to the top
0: i I, I, that's what i played the game on
1: and that first legendary frog thing that you fight on the first planet dude i i probably fought that thing 25 or 30 times what like i i'm awful at these types (laughs) of games i've never played dark souls um i wanted to play hellblade because that looked really cool hellblade does look cool I was like that control scheme. And so I just couldn't get the timing down. And then there was a weird, it felt like input lag when you would try to parry, like uh. if you parry and then release it because you missed your timing, there's like a second or two before you can parry again.
0: Yes. So I did, I struggled on that frog. <laughs> I think I got him like the fourth try, but I will say parrying on PC is so easy. Cause it's just a, it's just a right click. So okay. it's, it's much easier to do that because your your fingers is is ready to you're on the trigger you know like you're right. you're right there. So on a controller you have to move your thumb. It, it's weird that they suggested playing on a a controller because I was like I the only pr- complaint I had about playing on keyboard and mouse the only complaint was if you did lock target and okay. there were multiple enemies right to switch targets it was moving the mouse left to right and oh weird. I'm like, but I want to move the camera, which is the same thing. Uh, So I just, I just, I just ended up playing without locking targets because it, you could play just as well because when you, when you uh, angle your camera, right, it, I don't want to say it like auto detected where you wanted to aim, but it, it kind of knew, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, you're looking at this person. That's who you want to attack. Right. Um, Now with multiple enemies, sometimes it got a little weird, but you didn't really want them many enemies that close to you, anyways. But yeah, that's the only complaint I had about playing on keyboard and mouse. Uh I put on Jedi Master. I it's funny, I turned it down, I turned the difficulty down to test it, and I forgot to turn it back up for like a whole planet. And I was like, Man, this planet was easy. Then I look at my difficulty, I'm like, oh, turn this back up because it, it, it didn't feel adequately challenging. Yeah. I do I do kinda want to go back and play on Jedi Grandmaster to see how it feels. Um
1: I have no interest. I, I knocked mine down to, uh, when was it? It was after the first time you fight the Inquisitor. Okay. the second time, whenever it was. Uh, I don't know. It, it was before you get caught by the bounty hunters, like yes. the, the bounty hunter guild. It was before that. It was right before that. I ended up saying, screw it, because I got so frustrated in that fight. And I was like, you know what? I care it's... way more about knowing the story of this game yes. than I do being challenged in combat. I put it down on story mode on the easiest difficulty. I never struggled again in a fight, and I had an effing blast. Like, yep. I just, I didn't care. I felt like I should fight. We talked that about, I should feel.
0: We talked about that last week on here. <laughs> um, we, there's there's definitely a a balance or, you know, it's all about, because I love to challenge myself, but it's like, again, kind of what you were saying. It's like, it's not fun if you just die. Like, yeah, it's challenging, but I want to have fun. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's like one, that's one reason I never really attach myself too much to the Dark Souls games because it's like, yeah, this is great. It's really hard. But if you don't, I'm certain, like, if you don't do this certain, like, these certain moves in a fight, like in a boss fight, you're just going to die. Right? Yep. It's, it's the dumbest thing ever um yeah
1: i i like a nice balance generally like i'm i'm finding in in nhl because i haven't played a hockey game in 10 years i'm awful so i've got the difficulty down low so that just because there's so many intricacies you can lose the puck off your stick if you bump the boards if somebody bumps you and it's just it's frustrating at a higher difficulty yeah but at a lower difficulty it's so easy to score sometimes that it's just no chance so i like a nice balance this game for two reasons, I knocked the difficulty down. One was because every big game I've ever streamed has been spoiled for me. So I needed to get through the story of this uh, game. Oh, that sucks. Really? Can. Yeah. Do like people come I, I to your still, chat or like, is it on yeah. Twitter? No, in in my chat, I still have not played God of War and it has not been spoiled for me. And when I do play God of War, I will not stream it because of that. I, I, I played oh, man spider-man six days after it came out and the first day the ending was spoiled for me somebody I, just came in
0: i've had I've there was one the last game i had spoiled for me was it was i remember you know you ever have the memories where like you can remember kind of what happened but you can't remember the details yes i remember this guy coming in at me and being like all right man i don't believe you <laughs> just like banning him um okay. and it it's funny because they were right, but they, it was funny because I'm like, you spoiled the story before the twist. Like I'm guessing what happened was they had seen someone get so far. They were like, Oh, this thing happens, which did end up happening, but that wasn't the end. Like there was actually a twist after that that made it completely different. Um, Oh, gotcha. I was like, Oh, that's funny. Uh, But I don't get why people spoil stuff, but that's, Whole other conversation, but yeah, you definitely need to play God of War. First of all, I'm glad I didn't say anything. Um, (laughs) it's honestly in my top five of all time game, like it's just so good.
1: That's what I've heard. I've heard it's great. I want to play it. Um, but even even Star Wars, I played I only got to stream it one day because I was gonna stream the next day, and that's when I started feeling sick, and that was last Saturday. And I was like, you know what? If I stream tonight, I'm gonna be up way too late. You and I were supposed to record the next day. So I was like, I'm just going to take today off. So I was playing it offline and I was just playing it by myself. And yeah. I hit a certain point in the story. And I think it was when I found out that Trilla was series or Sears. Padawan. Um, Padawan. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not streaming this now. Like, if yeah. if I do stream tomorrow or whenever I stream next. I'm not because if something else gets ruined for me or or whatever, and like I know right now if I would have streamed that, somebody would have come in and said something about Vader. And the moment he shows up, I drop. I literally almost like draw I fumbled my controller. I was so excited. I
0: got like I got like deer in headlights, dude. Like that cut scene where she's she's like he says something like uh... I would have followed my hatred to the end or something like that. Trilla says something mm-hmm. basically implying that like fear did kind of get through to her yeah. then she gets forced lifted off the ground and you hear the hear the heavy footsteps and you hear the Vader mask and I'm like oh sh-. I, I, I'm I like oh shit man like he's here I didn't I, even did not expect it in a million years I'm like nope. oh yeah he is this is right after uh, religion of the Sith oh Oh god and then like he you see him like up on the the little ledge he yep. jumps down and i'm like fuck man like <laughs> but all this is going on in my head meanwhile in real life i'm just like sitting there like frozen and i'm like what do we do am i going to fight him i can't beat vader and then yeah you don't fight well you defend yourself you try to you survive you know like yep oh man it was my heart was racing that whole time dude when he when So, like, when he basically has the kill shot on you and then BD-1 saves you, and he grabs BD-1 basically by the neck, I'm like, he oh. can't, I was like, please don't kill BD-1 in front of me. I will... I, I will I'll lose my mind. Luckily, that didn't yeah. happen. I was like... I don't know. I was like, how heartless would they have been if they just oh crushed BD-1?
1: Because... I... I, oh. I can't even imagine what I would have felt had that happened, because, like, that Order 66 mission is yes. one of the greatest missions i've ever played in anything like it starts off you have no idea what's gonna happen and it just starts off in this training montage as you as a padawan like you're a young kid and just like all of the other ones so i was like oh cool i'm gonna get a new force power yeah it's just gonna like like whatever and then and then you get into order 66 and like the voice acting and the cinema like we i was just high-fiving high-fiving these clones and joking with them a minute ago. And now I'm deflecting blaster bolts back it, at them, trying to kill them as a kid,
0: which is right. It, it gave I, a, I, a whole new feeling to that whole. Cause like, I remember watching the prequels that was still, I mean, prequels aside from whatever you want to say, that part of the prequels where there's that flip mm-hmm. is pretty rough. Like they, I think it was really well done. Like you can kind of feel like, Oh man, like they didn't expect this at all. So, you know, when when it happens to your your master in the game, and then and then he ends up like basically dying for you. It's like, what? You know what's yeah. funny? After that mission, I was like, there was a small part of me. I didn't say it out loud because I didn't want it to happen. But I was like, Cal
1: could go to the dark. Cause he, I I expected it to be honest with you. Really? Okay. I thought that's where it was going to end. I thought it was going to end with him going to the dark side to try and. Or
0: or being like a gray Jedi kind of where like he dips into the dark side, but doesn't like fully support it, you know? Like... Oh, no,
1: I, I fully expected him to be an inquisitor by the end of it. because wow. that That would have been how... a good
0: twist. I mean, honestly.
1: Well, you know how in Star Wars, and I don't know how deep into it you get, but I'm like a Star Wars nut. So, like, anytime somebody falls, for the most part, their justification for doing it is it generally comes from something pure, right? And then it gets perverted and twisted and and evil, as Obi-Wan would say. Well, just look at Anakin. Right. I mean, exactly. So there's... I thought that Cal was going to... When when Trilla takes the Holocron and we start that mission, I thought it was going to end with me not being able to get to the Holocron itself and Cal facing off with Trilla and Cal having to make the decision to become an Inquisitor so that he could try to work behind the scenes to protect the younglings. Oh, right? that would have so, been cool. So it would have been more like subversive, I guess, right? Because he would have been trying... But then, you know, maybe that's the sequel. Maybe in the sequel, like, that's your role. You're an Inquisitor trying to protect this, but then it, it gets more and more increasingly difficult to do so when you have to make tough choices. That, that's where I thought the game was going to go. I guess And see I'm that. really glad it didn't.
0: Um, yeah, the game... So if you really like this game, man, I think you'll really like God of War. You need to play it ASAP because... I think the, the story of God of War was even better. Like, it was more epic, if that makes sense. Maybe not as emotional because, uh, what's the guy's name? Kratos. His emotions are so, like, depressed okay. that he's like this rock. You kind of get to tap into it a little bit, but it's it's more of an epic journey. And, like, it it's very good. That's all I can say.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I definitely want to. I just like I said I haven't been able to play it on stream and generally I don't get a lot of time off stream to play. Um no, I, I've been doing a shit ton lately just because <laughs> I've been sick and I haven't streamed yeah. in a week, so
0: I mean, and what you could do honestly is you could play through God of War and record it and then just upload it to YouTube and be like, Hey, I didn't want to stream this because I didn't want it to get spoiled. But you can watch my playthrough on YouTube, you know, and then you could like either heavy heavily edit it where it's like just the highlights, you know, at like a lot of jump cuts, or just you know, put up like hour segments of you playing, um, and you know, comment kind of commentating on it. But uh, all right, the last thing I want to talk about, Mandalorian, because yeah. yes. Star Wars has hit two home runs. I mean, Mandalorian has been quite refreshing, uh, for the for a Star Wars. I've I've never watched a Star Wars show. I do want to watch Clone Wars because I've heard very good things about it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I've never watched it just because like, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's I guess it's just never been on my, like, I'm also not big on animated stuff, but like, I I do want to watch it, but Mandalorian has been amazing. Like the first episode I was like, all right, where are we going with this? And then like, they got into it, you know, how, how good of a bounty hunter he is. And then at the very end of the show, you get to see baby Yoda. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I I was like, I was like, what time frame is this? Because I was like, that's not Yoda. I was like, what time frame is this? And apparently this takes place, uh, I think, when Anakin's like a kid or something.
1: No, it's five years after Return of the Jedi.
0: Oh, Mandalorian is?
1: Yeah, Mandalorian is at five years after the fall of the Empire in Return of the Jedi.
0: Okay. Okay, I I must have not caught that. All right. So it answers this, this question of like, was Yoda, you know, one of the last of his kind, which he obviously wasn't. And then episode two just like had Baby Yoda on show and like how yep. cute he was, and I'm like, dude, this is amazing, man. <laughs> and episode three was, you know, him making the decision. I knew I'm like, there's no way he lets this go through because there's no show <laughs> if if not. But also, I'm like, that's gonna be his character defining moment. You know, it's like he kind of forces himself to get the the steal or the payment. And then he kind of, like, regrets. He's like, I can't let something bad happen to this thing because he has feelings for it. Right. And then at the end of episode three, when he gives a little knob to it, I'm like, it's it's like his little kid. It's like he's like his kid. This is amazing.
1: I was, I I will say, I didn't think he would go back to get Boomer. And by the way, I've been calling Baby Yoda Boomer just because (laughs) it is 50 years old. So I've been calling him Boomer. But, um... And because I don't want to spoil it, and I know it's all over the internet, but I'm still weird about spoilers. So, like, when I'm on Twitter or something, I just.
0: Oh, I haven't talked anything to about to it about on spoiler. It. Hey, I haven't talked about. I haven't posted any baby Yoda memes on Twitter or anything, just because I'm like. I, I don't want to be the person that, like, spoils anything for someone. So. Yeah. Now, what I will say is, like, episodes one and two, I'm like, they've been out for over a week. Uh, it's kind of. I'm like, if you haven't watched it by now, I can't. You know for for me like TV is like you get a week. Like Game of Thrones I was like look there's a week on it and then I'm going to talk about it uh kind of openly. Books I'll give like a month for movies I'm like I'll give maybe 2 weeks. Like especially if it's like a big movie like Endgame I think I gave Endgame 2 weeks. I was like look after this period if you haven't seen it I can't I can't fault anyone for saying anything about it because you know you should have seen it. <laughs> but
1: yeah, I Endgame I ended up giving more time for, even though I probably, sh- I think, because normally I give a week or two, um, kind of the same thing, like TV is about, a, you know, a week or two, and then, yeah. uh, you know, movies about two weeks, Endgame I gave more time to because it was so big, and I, I like, I didn't, so, I, I didn't ban anybody in chat for talking about it after a couple weeks, but I never really brought it up or talked about it, because I just, I didn't want to be the person that spoiled it for anyone. Yeah. Because just certain things like that are are just huge. And uh, but yeah, the first episode, the first time I watched it, I thought it was like really slow, actually. And then I watched it again and I realized <clears throat> that that was just my own hype, uh, my own hype and my own excitement that was causing like a, a desire for more constantly. Like I wanted more, 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 more. And the second time I watched it, I was like, man, this episode is actually kind of perfectly paced.
0: It, it, I think it was quote unquote slow, but I don't think that's a bad thing because it's kind of like a Western where right. it's like, it's introducing you to this gunslinger type guy. And you, I think how the slower it is kind of gives you more appreciation for the universe. Mm-hmm. Like when he gets that, when he leaves the bar with that first, uh, first target of his or whatever, and he's yeah. get, he's getting the, the car service, he's like, no droid he's yep. like he's like this is the best one he's like no he like gives the guys like some more credits or something and yeah. then that piece of shit overcraft shows up and i'm like well and then uh the guy's driving away and that big fucking monster comes and eats him and they're like well gotta go and I'm like yep. yeah
1: get,
0: get out of dodge bro it's, um, it's so
1: funny that, that that you bring up like the western and the, and the, and, the, and it being slow and more like character driven did you ever play star wars galaxies
0: no, the only other Star Wars game I've, well, I've played two other Star Wars games. I played this, I think I played the Empire Strikes Back uh, and New Hope on Super Nintendo when I was a very okay. young child. Did not, I was not good at them, um, even though they were basically Metroidvania type games. Uh, Then I also, I played the MMO, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic.
1: Okay. Um, there was an MMO out, and I think it came out in 2003, called Star Wars Galaxies, and it was a, 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 probably the worst video game I've ever played, but it was the best game I've ever played. And so I could talk for hours about that, but it was phenomenal for role-playing. There wasn't a lot of content in okay, the game. Okay, I see. The, the mechanics and the way that chat worked and, and the way that each character worked, it was built I I still say it was built by and for role players. So even though the game wasn't great, and even after long after it it fell out of popularity, there were massively huge role-playing servers that, I mean, I would get on and not do anything but type and role-play for hours. Like, and it was, a lot of it was underworld-based because it was based in between Empire Strikes Back and Jedi. So there weren't supposed to be Jedi in the game, and you kind of had that feeling of like, oh... You know, if you see a lightsaber, oh, fuck, you got to report that to somebody really quick. Um,
0: that's really cool. And
1: uh, it was super cool. And watching The Mandalorian made me want to play that again because I felt like I was in a Dungeons and Dragons campaign set in the Star yeah, Wars universe. that's exactly
0: what I was thinking. Yep.
1: And so it made me want to role play. And I've been wanting to get a tabletop Star Wars game going forever. And, like, the, I feel like I'm watching somebody else's tabletop game being played right now and and that's just magical to me
0: i think you would like the old republic man it's it's kind of a more casual mmo like it was Mm -hmm. but it's it's honestly i kind of want to close on this but the way you advance the story it's like Mm -hmm. you get get to play a single player game while playing an mmo which is very uncommon like throughout the the mmo process normally in mmos you the The story is like the story you don't get to make decisions in Star Wars. No, you get to make decisions, and like if you're a Sith, you can go light side yeah. or dark side, and if you're a uh, a Jedi, you can do the exact same thing. You can go dark side or light side, and the outcome of your story is different based on that and like your appearance and I don't think it changes your abilities, but I think it changes the way your abilities appear and like the color of your lightsaber and shit and it's just it's yeah, so I sick.
1: Don't, you- you get access to different things they they added a, I played it for about 5 years after launch um they they added uh uh tiers of gear for that you can only access if you're dark side or light side okay um and, and most of them are cosmetic now because almost everything is just like an appearance item and then you you socket in the power items that give it power or that abilities that makes sense um and then there's some gray items too that they added and I love that game man that game uh like you said that the story the one to 50 i think story for each of the classes was absolutely fantastic yeah i i loved 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 that game at launch
0: i might have to go back and play some more of it i don't know but
1: man we gotta wrap it up it's
0: been great having you um thank you so much for being here tell everyone you know where they can find you and stuff like that and we'll get out of here
1: dude thank you so much for for having me on I, I love this kind of stuff and if you ever want to have like an episode all about star wars or anything else we man, might I'm do totally that we it. might I do that Yeah. star wars for hours
0: maybe after uh, the new movie
1: oh god i can't wait I'm, yeah i'm looking forward to it but uh yeah man uh twitch.tv slash Janko. uh uh i stream I, I set a schedule a while ago uh, monday tuesday thursdays um and and i haven't i've been sick for a week so i haven't streamed but uh and i'm trying to get into a little bit more kind of like talk show podcast type streams especially Mm -hmm. on monday night i've got a specific thing i want to start doing where that's all we do is just talk about geeky stuff um and then youtube.com slash I janko. uh i've been really lax on that though like the division two's failures really kind of screwed up my ideas for what I wanted to do as far as YouTube content goes, but yeah. still doing some stuff over there and uh, seriously, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, man, it was a blast. Thank you for being here. And guys, if you don't follow Jenko, make sure you find him on Twitter and Twitch at I am Jenko. and also check me out. I am uh, the Nil experience on Twitter and Twitch as well. Um, Jenko again, thank you so much for being here and thank you to everyone who's listening.
1: We really do appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time. See you guys later.